Welcome back, boys and girls, to the Man to Man podcast. I am Kelvin Dooley. And joining me, as always, the other man all the way from Oklahoma. First name Trey, last name Vine. But I call him TV, big time TV. TV, what's going on? Not much, man. Just uh, ready to talk some NBA, little baseball, and uh, ready for another episode. Hey, so you, um, where's the Mountain Dew? I mean, we know you got it, but we, you didn't crack it open. So, Has it already been cracked open? Are you already sipping it? So, Kelvin, fans, um, uh, listeners, um, <laughs> I, owe, I owe an apology to Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> I, let, I let myself run out of Mountain Dew. Um, oh, no. I didn't, I didn't resupply <laughs> um, before I drank my last Mountain Dew, and then I forgot to go buy some yesterday because uh, I was at work. And so I have, I have done the – Ultimate like sand for a dewholic. Um, oh my god! But more than owing an apology to Mountain Dew, I owe an apology to myself because it's just not the same not having my Mountain Dew ready for me in the morning. So yeah, um, it's a rough start to the day, and uh, I really, I really made a mistake as a loyal dewholic here. Man, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that's how you start a show. When you start a show without a Mountain Dew, that is that is untv like, man. That is uh, look for all the listeners, whether that be here in America or in Switzerland or Iceland, I, they got to be disappointed. <laughs> man, what in the world? The world is coming to an end. Yeah, it is. For TV, wow, the world is coming to an end. <laughs> well, on that note. Uh, our national holidays, TV today is National or World UFO Day. Do you believe in aliens? So that's a tough one. Um, not really, but maybe. I don't know if that's a good answer. It's probably not, but not really. I, I don't, but maybe. Maybe I do. So I'm starting to warm up to the idea of um aliens, extraterrestrial uh, life form out there. Uh, there's enough videos, there's a couple of videos where there are official sightings of, you know, unannounced flying objects in our atmosphere, in our, here on planet Earth. So now I'm warming up to the idea. I, I can't see and say I believe it, but I think there are things that are pointing in that direction. Like, yeah, there are actual uh, aliens out here. Yeah, uh, maybe, but I'm not. I'm not a fan of believing it. So I just like I don't. I can't really get myself to do it. Yeah. To actually believe it. Today is also National I Forgot Day. Uh, this is a weird question, but TV, what's the last thing you forgot? Well, well okay. Duh, you forgot your Mountain Dew. Clearly. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So, so I did. I did forget to restock my Mountain Dew, uh, which would have been yesterday. More recently, did I forget something? Um, I don't think so. I'm yeah. not, but but I am notorious for, for forgetting stuff. If you talk to my fiance, uh, my mother when I was younger, um, any of my friends really. Um, here, here's an embarrassing one since I uh, mentioned my friends. I have, and I think more than once, um, not for sure if it's more than once, but it probably is because of how bad I forget stuff. I'm just a forgetful person. I have more than once went over to Oklahoma since I live in Missouri now. Originally in Okie, of course, but I do live in Missouri now. Um, I have more than once when driving to Oklahoma from Missouri to go fishing with my friends, forgot my fishing gear. Oh, my God. How did you do that? <laughs> Point proven, I am the yeah, most right? forgetful, probably the most forgetful <laughs> person you know. I can so, wait, so, so quickly, do you do you just dive in the water and just go fishing that way with your bare hands? Go like no, noodling? No, obviously my buddies all we all have more than one fishing pole, so I just bum a fishing pole off of them while on the day that I happen to forget my poles. Um, but if any of them listen to this, they will literally crack up laughing at me uh, throwing that out there because it's happened more than one time and I'm just a forgetful human being. 
A fisherman forgets his fishing gear. Yeah, wow. that's pretty, pretty bad. Pretty yeah, bad. that is bad. Uh, finally, today is National Mate in the USA Day and National Wrong Trousers Day. Uh, TV, do you have on the proper trousers? I know you didn't forget that part, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm just wearing some some shorts, athletic shorts, which is very okay. common for me on our show. I just uh, 90% of the time it's athletic shorts and no T-shirt because I'm hanging out in my house. Sounds good. Coming up on today's show, um, you know, it's Friday, so we give our dad jokes and our weekly cards and Royals updates. My Royals update will not last long. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> collegiate athletes will get paid finally. or And look, they're already cashing in on this new rule. Those athletes all across the country uh, immediately started making money as soon as this rule came down. The Suns advanced to the NBA Finals. Shakari Rich- Richardson, the talk of the town. Uh, here yesterday and today, we'll talk about her. But first, no Trey Young, no Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the Butts take Game Five at home. Um, truthfully, was it Game Five or Game Six? No, it was Game Five. Yes, Bucks take Game Five. Uh, TV, your thoughts on the Bucks dominating Game Five in Milwaukee? Um, I can't say I'm surprised. I think. I think this team, these teams without their stars are very similar in the aspect of like, I think, I think anything could happen without these two stars on the floor. I think on any given night, you know, maybe the Hawks get hot and they are just drilling shots. And then maybe um, you turn that around and maybe the Bucks are just playing great defense. And even though they don't have Giannis, um, they can shut down the Hawks a little bit. Chris Middleton can get going. Um, Brooke Lopez, someone we haven't mentioned a lot, mentioned a lot of this series, had a huge night in game five. He scored 33 points. Um, I believe he was like seven of 10 from beyond the arc or something like that. Uh, he was, he was great. So I, I'm not surprised that the Bucks ended up taking this game by like 11 points and, and dominated for most of it. Uh, I think these teams can, like I said, I think they can kind of just like flip, flip flop without their stars. I think they're pretty evenly matched, and I think one could go one way or the other. Um, like I said, Brooke Lopez, big game. I think that I think that was a big part of game five specifically, but I'm not surprised the Bucks took game five the way they did. This series is supposed to be over, to be quite honest with you. Uh, how the Atlanta Hawks win game four without their best player, and the Bucks actually had the best player, and Giannis prior to the injury or before he got injured. Yeah. Um, the game, this series is just supposed to be over. They were supposed to dominate that game. They fell asleep at the wheel. Atlanta wins a game or steals a game. They truthfully stole that game. And then they have to come back and win this, this game here, game five, and we're at least looking at a sixth game. Uh, Brooke Lopez, so to your point, this is the weird part about Brooke Lopez, right? So over the last three or four seasons, he's transitioned into a perimeter center, right? He shoots a lot of threes. TV, he took two three-point attempts yesterday. He hit zero wow. and still managed to score 33 points. Yeah. Oh, right? okay. so which And that's what we're – I mean, truthfully, with a team of this size, this is what you kind of expect from your five. Um, but this team is so catered to Giannis that he is now stepping out on the perimeter. Actually, in game five, he goes into the paint and he dominates okay. the Atlanta Hawks. Dominates. Well, I don't know uh, what I was looking at. I don't know what stats I was looking at. Then someone went seven to ten last night. I thought from beyond the arc, maybe, maybe that was someone for the Hawks. Maybe I'm, maybe I got it confused. Uh, The closest person to that on the Bucks was Drew Holiday. He went three for eight. Okay. As a team, they went nine for twenty nine. So they, the the goal clearly was to get the ball inside, keep the ball in the paint, and just dominate the Hawks. Use actual. Use your size against, you know, against the Hawks. Dominate. Yeah, exactly. That's what they did. Uh, they didn't play with their food. They actually came out and played basketball. Drew Holiday, 25. Chris Middleton, 26. Bobby Portis, yeah. 22 points yeah. yesterday. Big-time game from Portis. Big-time game for Bobby Portis. So everybody stepped up. Everybody played the role. And this time they did not fall asleep at the wheel. Uh, I assume after losing their star and giving away game four, they came back and said, there's no more. Like, stop it. Like, without their best player, 
There should this series should be over. I don't, I've said that I don't know four four times already. The series <laughs> should be over already. Um, if I'm the Bucks, yeah, I, I would be highly disappointed in myself because uh, I know we dominated five, but the city's supposed to be over at five, and we're supposed to be in the finals right now. But luckily, there's one more game. Uh, do you expect Giannis or Trey Young to play? Trey Young has to, or the Hawks are done. Um, because I'm with you here, the series should be over, especially after the way Bucks played in Game Five. I, I could see the Hawks winning without Trey Young. I, I could. Again, just shooters when they get hot, man, it's hard. It's hard to stop shooters, and that's a shooting team in Atlanta. But I don't trust that they can. I, I believe they could. I don't trust that they will or can. Um, but Trey Trey's got to play. He sat out two games. Um, I'm sticking with my injury, my my opinion on injuries. Um, he rolled his ankle. Get back out on the damn floor. Like, let, let's go. Um, I don't care how, how how injured it is, how sore it is. Get back out on the damn floor. You're too good of a shooter to be sitting out, too good of a scorer to be sitting out and not helping your team. Um, I've rolled my ankle countless times. Um, in fact, I I still <laughs> play basketball, not, not like the NBA, but I still play basketball, and my ankles are weak. We've talked about it. I roll my ankles. Look, I know this man can play on a rolled ankle, a bone bruise in his foot, whatever they want to call it. I know this man can go out there and play. He's got to play, or his team's going to be done. So uh, I expect to see Trey in game six, and if I don't, I will be upset. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think you're just going to be upset, TV, because uh, at this point, I, if you're the Hawks, I think they took my advice after the game three injury and said, hey, Grant Hill was the example I used. You don't want to play with ankle injuries, especially not with a guy who makes his living floating in the air, jumping off, uh, you know, being amongst the trees and, um, you know, shooting these 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 floaters and coming down on the ground. Uh, his game is, is just dependent on his lower half. Um, you know, you're coming this far. Look, I, I would sit them. I, w- I would sit them. And I guess game five was exemplary of what this Milwaukee team can really do, even without Giannis, against this against this specific Hawk team at least. They can really dominate these guys. And when all everybody is clicking, even Bobby Portis and Drew Holiday, the Hawks stand no chance. And if I'm the Hawks, uh, it's long-term over short-term. You, you don't need Trey Young tomorrow night, and um, I will let it be that. If I'm Trey Young, yeah, sure, Trey Young, you try to play. But if I'm the Hawks, um, you know, well, let's, let's, call it, let's call it a season. I, I don't say that going out there to, to lose the game because you play to win the game, as no. Coach, uh, Coach Herman Edwards would say. But for Trey Young specifically, you call it a wrap. He, nope. He's done. He's had a great season. Come on, Kelvin. You can't. You can't just pass on a, on a season. Look, they may like, like I said, they may not lose anyways. But you can't just pass on a season. Here, here's my last thought on this, and here's and here's why I say that. Trey Young, or well, actually, more specifically, the Atlanta Hawks. I have called dogs all series, all playoffs, all especially this series and, and the last. But all playoffs, I've called these guys dogs. They're all young men who just want to win. It's a very young team. And they just they, they have more effort, I think. They've had more effort than any of their opponents to this point, and they're just proving that they are dogs. If Trey Young wants to keep that title of a young dog who I think just has the effort and the w- will to win, he better play in game six. Because as soon as you sat out three sit out three games in a row with some ankle injury, you're not a dog anymore. You don't want to win that bad, or you would go out on the floor and help your team. Sure, ankle injuries aren't the greatest, but an ankle injury isn't going to kill you for the rest of your career like a torn ACL or a some, some. I mean, it's just an ankle injury. You just rolled an ankle, man. Like you, you can still walk on it. Like you can't walk on a torn ACL. You got to have crutches for that. A rolled ankle, you can still walk. Come on, man. This, can you can you play though? <laughs> yeah, maybe not at hundred percent, but you can play. And that man doesn't have to be at a hundred percent to knock threes down in somebody's eye. Or hit those floaters in the lane. Well, we've seen it when he got hurt. He only hit one shot after the injury, and that's a quarter and a half. So I know I, I disagree. He actually needs some healthy ankles, TV. I think this guy needs healthy ankles because he can't get lift on a thirty-point jump shot. I think there was on a thirty-foot jump shot. He can't get lift on it, and you can't get the proper floater on that same ankle. You got to use ankle a different ankle, and that that, that means nothing to him. He's ambidextrous with his hands and his ankles, clearly, but. You're limited with just one ankle. He needs his ankles. Sit him down. Well, I think it was his right ankle. I think so. So his floater, he should be floating off of his left foot anyway. So he should be able to 
be fine on the floater. Now, of course, I know, I know attacking the lane, he's not going to have as much power on that foot if it's not 100%. But when he goes up for the floater, he should be on his left ankle since he's a right-handed shooter. But nonetheless, um, I guess he's striding off of his right, though, but his left is the one that will be his base. But nonetheless, I think it was also like five minutes left in the fourth quarter is what I thought, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was in the third. I thought it was in the fourth quarter when he, when he injured his ankle. But nonetheless, we haven't seen him since that game. He hasn't played very much. He's got, he's got to go out and play. It's game six. It's do or die. If he wants to win and he wants to prove that he wants to win, he should be on the floor. I just I, – I don't, I don't see sitting out for an ankle injury. But. He has nothing left to prove. Yes, there is. They could make it to the finals in his first playoff appearance. He could make it to the finals. You know how big that would be? There's a lot left to prove. It would be huge, but – the Hawks losing right now. They, they truth be told, they're the Miami Miami Heat of last season. They really overshot their goal. They have nothing else to prove. Give me Trey Young over the next ten seasons and risking his ankles right now. Gosh, whatever. <laughs> uh, on to the Olympics, real quick. Uh, Shikari Richardson a former South Carolina track star who um, was set to compete in the Olympics, um, tested positive for cannabis in her system, marijuana. Um, Kelvin, what are your thoughts on this? She may not be competing in the Olympics, most likely won't be competing in the Olympics. What are your thoughts on this, Kelvin? Yeah, she, it's likely that she won't compete. Um, you know, I, look, I, I spoke to this earlier, maybe last night. It, the rules are the rules. So she broke the rules. This, these are the consequences. So no big deal from that standpoint. My thing is, um, see, I don't want to say make an exception, but it's kind of it's just tough knowing that this is the Olympics. This is America's biggest rising star in the Olympic realm, at least. Um, we've seen sprinters and track stars go on to have huge, successful careers. Just in track and field alone, we're not talking about um, tennis or the basketball players. Track and field, these guys are huge in the realm of the Olympics. And the fact that they took their biggest rising star out of the Olympics for for we is just it, it just seems a little petty. And my my biggest issue with the whole ordeal is her apologizing for being herself. And and that. And, and, but when I say that, I don't mean weed being herself. Using weed to cope with whatever the hell she has to cope with in her personal life. You don't have to apologize to nobody for doing what the hell you need to do as a person. That's my biggest issue. If I was Shakari, I don't say a damn thing to nobody. Yeah, I smoked some weed. I got to suffer the consequences. So be it. But I'm not apologizing for, you know, coping with what I need to cope with. Because me as Kelvin Dooley didn't have to cope with her issues. Not walking in her shoes. So to apologize for that, I just thought it was I, – I, that's not my issue with her. I just have an issue with that part individually. But there you have it. It, it doesn't make for – it doesn't get any more entertaining now that she's out of it. So uh, this is a huge hit to the Olympics because a lot of people will ten, tune in to watch her run for 10 seconds. The most exciting yeah. 10 seconds and probably in all of sports. She was a part of that, and now she isn't that sex for the Olympics. Yeah, I, I, I get, I get that, but I, I think, I think mine is, I think my response is, is probably a little, a little more short lived, I guess, than you. It's going to be shorter. Um, uh, but, but I get where you're coming from on all that. So, um, in response to to your response, I guess, um, I get what you're saying with kicking her out, you know, or not letting her compete for weed, like of all things. Right, it's not a performance enhancer. So, what's in terms of the sports effect it has? It's not a performance enhancer. Why are we? Why? Why are we having to remove her from competition because of weed? Um, I get that, but I'm also with you because it's a rule, right? Shouldn't have been smoked. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I don't have much sympathy for her because, like, shouldn't have been doing it because you know it's wrong, right? Like, or at least right. not right before the competition. Like, if that's your if that's your lifestyle, if that's what you do. That's you. Uh, but right before the competition, maybe you should have thought of thought about that um, and not, you know, been partaking in 
<laughs> smoking weed right before your uh, Olympics and, and, and the tryouts and, and going on to compete in a, in a month or, or less, uh, or within the month, I guess. Um, but anyways, um, and, and in terms of coping stuff, I'm, I'm going to keep this short because I don't want to speak on something I don't know. Um, unless if she came out and said that she's actually coping with like some issues, I don't know if she has, if she has, then, then that's me not being educated on the topic. Um, but not everyone smokes weed to cope with the issues. It's just something I wanted to, you know, say, you know, she was just smoking it recreationally and just because I know people do that. So I don't know. Um, but there, there's multiple aspects here. I, I don't really have sympathy in terms of the fact that she should have known better right before her big time Olympic competition. It does suck for the Olympics because she is a rising star. Um, and it's going to suck not seeing her compete, but I think this is on her, um, like I said, unless if there are some issues that she announced that she has to have it for or needs it for, um, that I don't know of, um, that's on me for not, like I said, for not being educated on the topic, but nonetheless, it's, it's a rule on, unfortunately, and of all the things out there she could be doing and could have tested positive for, you know, this is the one, like, why does it matter? Because it does not improve her ability to play i don't think it's not a performance enhancer like you know a steroid and and stuff we've seen in the past and, and the drugs that baseball players you know the peds that baseball players so um it does suck i just you know rules are rules and unfortunately she broke one so yeah yeah you hadn't informed yourself on this on this topic so i, I felt the need to defend her yeah do um, again Again, I won't. I could care less how she copes with it. That's that's just her. If it's weed, then so be it. If it was cocaine, if it was you know, if it was attending Pride Month parades, what it don't matter to me how she coped with it. I don't care. It just don't matter. Uh, she found out that her mom died the week before her trials, in which she really hit the scene hard. Um, the week before June twentieth or June nineteenth is when she was sprinting all over the place. Um, actually qualifying for the Olympics. And that was just three weeks ago. So her, her biological mom died a month ago, presumably. I may not have the math and the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. timeline correct. Um, but yeah, that's if, I, if, if I'm on to something, roughly five weeks ago, six, four to six weeks ago, her, her biological mom died. Now, what that means to her, I don't know. Clearly, she wanted a little, she wanted to hit the joint prior, you know, to cope with the pain. That's all. I, again, that's that's her. So I could care less. That's I'm all whatever helps. Clearly, it wasn't the right decision. All right. Again, I led with rules of the rules. I haven't made this about weed because I, I don't I don't give a damn. Yeah, it's not no. about weed. So the rules of the rules. Yeah, she she broke the rules, and that's this is the consequences. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's, there's, yeah no. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that about her mom passing away. And that's why I said, if there's something I didn't know, I didn't know if she had went and gotten like medically, like she had went and got something. So that way she could, you know, use cannabis or weed, but I don't, I, I don't know the circumstances. Nonetheless, I, I, I guess I stand f more firm on the rule thing, but yeah, no, I mean, if she's coping with her mom, uh, uh, the loss of her mom, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. And I understand, um, I just didn't know if it was a medical thing where she had went and done it. So that way it could actually benefit her in, in terms of grieving. And, and if that's the case, then I'm, I'm with her on that 100% because you know, what, whatever you need to do to, to grieve, because I've never lost a family member that close to me. So um, I wouldn't know anything of what that's like. So that's to Shakari Richardson. I wish her the best um, boy. I surely wish they would make an exception, but uh, because yeah, we both yeah. agree that she is a rising star in that sport alone. And um, she would only make the Olympics so much more better uh, just to see her sprint. On, or at least back to the NBA. TV, the Phoenix Suns advance to the NBA Finals. This is Devin Booker's first postseason and his first Finals appearance in his first postseason right alongside the leader, the point guy, Chris Paul, CP3. TV, your thoughts on the Suns advancing to the Finals? Uh, I'm not going to stand because then I'll be further away from my phone. But I'm going to okay. give I'm going to give Chris Paul <laughs> I'm going to give Chris Paul a sitting ovation. Mm -hmm. um, Chris Paul deserves a sitting ovation at least, so that way you can still hear my voice. Um, but congratulations to Chris Paul on his first NBA Finals appearance. 
Uh, that's awesome. He deserves it. He's been he's, he's worked hard for a lot of different teams. The Clippers were almost there. The Clippers had the talent we thought when it was him and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, Jamal Crawford, J.J. Redick. I mean, they had a great team. He went to Houston. We thought him and James Harden could maybe do it. They didn't quite do it either. Uh, couldn't get past the Warriors. But nonetheless, man, great. This is great for Chris Paul. I'm happy for Chris Paul and Devin Booker as well. Um, someone that Chris Paul has called an old soul. Uh, and it sure looks like it because this man looks wise beyond his years and he's playing pretty, pretty dang good basketball in this playoffs. Yeah, CP3, I mean, he's, I would put him and Shakari in the same boat in this, in this sense, uh, for, or at least from this perspective. It, it's nice to see people fail and fail and fail and fail and finally get over the hump. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, that's the purpose of just evolving and becoming a better person is failing and failing and failing and then finally win. Right. It, it's 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 a moment that nobody can take away from you. I, I, I say that as if he's won a championship, but technically this is a championship for Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it can be considered one of the to be considered one of the greatest point guards ever and not have won a title um, that he is. And that's a big deal. So now he has an opportunity a literal opportunity to win that title. And uh, it seems like everybody is happy for him besides Patrick Beverly and DeMarcus Cousins, okay? <laughs> so, um, no, good for Chris Paul. Um, you know, that's a – like you, I assume, that's the point guard that we grew up watching. Uh, oh, he's yeah. of our generation, and he's outlasted his generation. He's currently playing in the next generation, and he's still having great success with a 41-point closeout game. Yeah. The point guard, the point guard of the previous generations has, you know, still dropping 41 to clinch a uh, conference title. So uh, just like you, man, he, he'll get a sitting ovation. That He's 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 bought out. Uh, what he's done with what he's done with that team in just 10 months, man, that's amazing. What, you know, with one player, uh, with that leadership and that, you know, that tough-mindedness is coming and done with that, with that team. And I actually got this team, um, I, I, I don't think I got them doing anything yet, but it's a quality team, man. Like, they, they seem to be well-connected. They seem to be on a string, close, and playing for each other. Like, there's not a selfish soul on that team, man. It's, I'm, I'm glad to see the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals. I don't really have a huge take on anybody else but or anything else about this team. But Chris Paul and the Suns are in the Finals. And um, I'm kind of glad to see, like, a small market team, like, the, just to, like the Suns in the Finals. I, trust me, I love LeBron. I love Curry. And I love KD, but hell, we get Chris Paul in the finals. We don't get that mega star like we have over the last 15 seasons. Yeah. We get Chris Paul of all people in the finals. It's great. It is. Um, and, and the Suns beat the beat the team that I had making it to the finals out of the way. Of course they did. Stop it. And, of course they did. And, and what are I'm you still, talking about? I'm still very convinced that the only reason they did that is because Kawhi was out. This series was close. Kawhi is a habitual quitter. This is what he does, TV. He quits. Yeah. He quits. He does. He does. And, and and he's the only reason the Suns are in the finals. This series was a lot closer than what some people may remember. I mean, game two, like I said, it was one on a great, great design play, great pass. Um, I don't have to mention what I said DeAndre Ayton did again, but nonetheless, we, great, great pass, great play to win game two. Otherwise, the Clippers take that game, and also Paul George just makes some free throws. That play doesn't matter, anyways. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, look, man, this this series was close. Most games were decided by a few points. The Clippers won two fourteen point games. Actually, the two games they won were by fourteen points. Um, and then, and then of course, game five or game six, I mean, was a little un uneven um, with the with the Suns winning by like twenty seven, but. You know, that was the deciding game, and Chris Paul just went to work um, and did some work on the Clippers. So, nonetheless, Clippers, man, they they were my team. The Suns beat them, um, and I don't know. The Suns, I think the Suns are my favorite. I'll go ahead and say it. I might as well. We've already talked about the Hawks and Bucks. Whoever comes out of the Hawks and Bucks series, I don't really know that it matters. The Suns are my favorite going into the finals, no matter what. Yeah, so I think what we're seeing at both conferences – is I don't know if there's an elite team remaining. I don't know if there's a great team remaining. I think the Bucks are really good. I, I think the Bucks are really, really good. I think the Hawks are good at best. Because, um, I'm again, I, I compared those guys to the Miami Heat of last season. We see what the Heat 
did this year. Uh, they completely, the bottom completely fell out for Miami. Uh, the Clippers, TV, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't see enough to know that this team's a great team as well. I think the Clippers are a good team. And I think their best player is elite. But after, let me give credit to PG because PG had a really good postseason. I don't give a damn what nobody say. Stop it with the with the hate and the mocking. He had a good postseason, and we've been tough on PG the last the last year, the last calendar year. But he came and played well in this postseason. But at best, I, I'm not sure that is a great team either. I think they're coached really well. Tyloo has proven to be maybe an elite head coach in this league. But I don't know if that is a great team. We don't have any great teams remaining. I think we just have really good teams uh, remaining, or at least of the three, the Suns, the Hawks, and, and Bucks. We have really good teams. I don't know if any team is all-time great. Um, but, yeah, the Suns are going to the finals. Is it Here's fair Is it fair to say, real quick, because we, we need to transition to the next topic, um, but yeah. you, you kind of brought something up here with your discussion just then. Is it fair to say that, that maybe the teams are just – they're still great, but maybe they're – maybe it's different from year to year, right? Because I'm with you. I think these teams don't seem as good as what we what we're accustomed to seeing. We're accustomed to seeing these LeBron-led teams with, with great pieces that he just makes that much better, you know, and carries to the finals. And we're also used to seeing a stacked Warriors team with stars that are just very good. But we don't have that this year were stacked so to so to say we're injured and I mean unfortunately that's part of basketball you get injured you lose some guys and your team's not as good um is it fair to say that maybe these teams are great it's just they're great in 2021 because maybe with injuries and less of those powerhouse stacked teams well maybe not less because the Brooklyn Nets were stacked just like the Golden State Warriors were you would word it but nonetheless Maybe it's fair to say that these are great teams for 2021. We're just not seeing those teams that we're accustomed to seeing, like I mentioned. I don't know. No, I think – how about this? How many top ten players are in the playoffs? So, not counting the Clippers because they've been eliminated. That's true. I I think Giannis is the only top ten player. Booker's not. Trey Young is getting there, but he's not there yet. Chris Paul, I think he's right on the outside of it. I think so. Um, Paul George may be in it. I know he's eliminated, but assuming he was still in, he may be, what, number 10? Yeah. You know, and Kawhi Leonard is elite, as much as I hate to say that. I mean, <laughs> I'm, glad you changed, I'm glad you changed your uh, <laughs> path on that. Because so you were much we, different. We only have one elite player in Giannis in the playoffs. And truth be told, as, as well as Giannis has played, the best player in the playoffs so far, and he's played well. He's averaging, I don't know, 29, 32, and, and 10, whatever. He's had, he's been phenomenal. He isn't like he he's of the elite players who can't who can't close a game. So exactly. he's limited in just how elite he is in a sense. So exactly. yeah, I don't know if there's a great team to play on. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I, yeah. I just wanted to ask that since we we're definitely looking at a much different season uh, yeah, this year sure. than what Absolutely. we've ever seen in the past. Absolutely. Um, so on to some college sports. We're going to discuss, Kelvin, they announced um, that the NCAA is they. The NCAA has announced that players, college athletes, can now profit off of their name, image, and likeness. Uh, the the NIL, or N-I-L, um, bylaw was passed. They are going to be allowed to profit off of their name, off of their own fame, um, thus removing that amateur aspect because that's what it's always been is that well they're amateurs they can't profit off of their name yet they have to wait till they're professionals um before i ask you how you feel i will go ahead and say i still feel like it's going to be hard for me to like not look at college players as amateurs right because they're not professionals in my mind they're not professionals until they get to that next level um and maybe i'm looking into it too deep but i'm still going to think of these guys as amateurs even even though they are going to be able to profit off their name and I do want to say, I think this was the right move. We've been waiting on it. There's enough college players out there that deserve this. Man, they work hard all year round. Um, this is a job. They work They work to be good at what they do and eventually become a professional. I think, I think they are worthy of getting a little revenue off of what they do uh, to make themselves a great athlete. 
Yeah, so in the past, I've kind of flip-flopped on this. So truth be told, I've never had a real hard stance on uh, whether college athletes should make money or not. But I'm here to say today, um, I am actually excited for this. And how I led the show, or at least when I was introducing the outline of the show, um, it's kind of now that it's here, I'm kind of ex- I'm kind of excited for because students are already immediately cashing in. <laughs> They're yeah. immediately cashing in on this. So uh, I'm actually kind of pumped for it. Like it's pretty cool to see college athletes make money now. Uh, I, I I think I've been more along with you though. I, I've always have seen those guys as amateurs, and I think it takes the fun out of it. It's too. It's kind of contradicting because the NCAA is a corrupt business, but it's too business. You know, it, it's it, you're inserting money into like what it means to be college, which is just pride yeah. and going out there and competing for you know for your team and the, and the man next to you, opposed to the professionals. Where yeah, it's a little bit more business minded than you know. It's it's you know, it's all about the next payday. Yeah. Um, so I, I I'm kind of with you in that aspect, but again, now that it's here. And guys are making money off their likeness and their image and their name. So whether that be with uh, subscriptions or YouTubing, whatever the case may be, shoes, jersey sales, it's just kind of cool to see now. Um, now, my my biggest fear with this TV is this is going to have some kickback. So now we're going to get college athletes, college athletes now going all out to make this money and, and, and kind of losing sight of what it actually meant to be a college athlete. And competing with your team, right? We're gonna get a lot of individual, uh, uh, a lot of individual individualization, even if, if that's a word. And, you know, players are really, you know, I, there will be some drawback from this. I'm, I'm interested to see how we handle that and when that actual moment arrives, because I think there will be some kickback. So we're gonna see, have, we're gonna see athletes who won't will never be professional in their respective sports going all out to get this money. You know, whether that be track and field, rugby, uh, you know, female, women's soccer, men's soccer. We want to see athletes going all out to collect these checks through autographs, whatever the case may be, opposed to actually focusing on being a great team player. So I'm yeah. interested to see that kickback. Yeah, it, it's going to change the college, the, the natural feel of college. But I think we've already done that, haven't we? Um, I think we've kind of been leading up to this point of, kind of ruining what we look at as co- the college the college I guess persona the college feel what what we look at as college sports because the one and dones in college basketball right like we, we've been allowing them already for so long to not care about that college effect you know that college effect I think that's maybe the word yeah. for the college effect you know being a kid playing with your boys um, just being young and just enjoying it and playing for the love of the game. We've already kind of ruined that, I think, by letting these one-and-dones go. And then in college football, I think you play two years and you can go. Once you're an upperclassman, you're allowed to go to the NFL draft. Um, so I think we've already kind of been playing up to this, right? Like like we have been giving them that feeling of being able to just move on from college as quick as possible. Uh, the only sport – honestly, the only sport I think – that you stay and play all four years a lot and not always because there's a lot of high school baseball players that go on to the MLB, but there's more, I think college baseball players that play all four years than any other sport. And I could be wrong on that. I don't know the numbers, but it seems like college baseball players stay longer more often than your other big sports, basketball and football. Um, So I think we've already been kind of leading up to this with the one and dones and that type of thing. So I don't, I think this was this was coming. I don't know that this money effect, it's going to change some players. I don't know how much it's going to change just because I think a lot of guys have already kind of been looking at college as, oh, well, I only have to play one year and then I can go on. Or, oh, I just wait till I'm an upperclassman and then I can go to the NFL draft. So, yeah. Yeah. I, again, I'm interested to see the kickback. This is it, – it, it'll be – it'll be some un, unintended consequences. So, I'm, I'm actually just waiting for that moment. But until then – uh, look, collegiate athletes, go get your money. Yeah, now that is legal. Uh, go get your money. I wish I kind of wish I was a college athlete all over again because boy, <laughs> I would be cashing in. Yeah, yeah. On to Major League Baseball, and what is now turned into probably the worst segment on the show, at least for <laughs> me, because I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the hell going on with my Royals. 
Uh, this time for the weekly Friday Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals and Kansas City Royals update. I'll go first because I won't be long. The Royals are losers of eight straight games. Um, that's all I got. I think it was eight, seven or eight for the Cardinals a while back. So I, I'm with you, man. We we went through that stretch too. Hopefully, hopefully the Royals can dig out of it soon. Yeah. Um, look, they they eight losers of eight straight. They come back home today to face off against the Minnesota Twins. There you go. Um, I mean, the Twins have had a number this season. You know, I don't know. I don't know, TV. Hey, but, but the Twins, the Twins are only like yeah. a game ahead of you in the division, so maybe you can get some wins here and turn it around. Yeah, but at this rate, heading into the All Star break, I don't look. So, heading into the All-Star break, we're one of the worst teams in baseball, one of the worst teams in baseball coming out of the All-Star break. Um, I can highly anticipate the Royals will be sellers at the trade deadline. So, outside of Mondesi, outside of Salvador, Salvador Perez, I can see anybody going. And I love me some Whit Merrifield. I think he is quietly one of the better hitters, just hitters of the baseball, Major League Baseball, certainly in the American League. Uh, the numbers may not reflect that right now, but uh, – his ability just to get on base and get multiple hits. He's really great at it. But I can even see him getting dealt to a, a really good contending team. So uh, it, it's, it's kind of dark right now heading into the All-Star break um, for the Kansas City Royal. So real quick, I got a couple things to try and make positive before I transition to my Cardinals. Yep. First, Salvador Perez is the American League starting, starting catcher for the All-Star yes. game. For the sixth time, by the way. There you go. So there's some positivity. Go Royals. Congratulations to Salvador Perez, man. I love me some Salvador Perez. Um, he's probably my second favorite catcher in the MLB behind, of course, the GOAT, Yadier Molina. Um, right. Second positive thing. Maybe maybe we should try this more often, too, since our teams are struggling right now. <laughs> yeah. Statistics. Whit Merrifield, by the way, is the major league leader in stolen bases. So, there's another positive Royals thing to bring to the table. Maybe we should try that more often. Statistics, we could probably pull out some good statistics every now and then, so that way we can make our team sound better than they are. Yeah, that actually made me happy. Um, but I, then I instantly got back, like, well, we're still losing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was, it was temporary heightness for me, but I'm, I'm right back to being convinced that we're just a really bad team. <laughs> Okay, so as for the Cardinals, not quite as bad. Uh, last time we talked, we were in the middle of the Pittsburgh Pirates series, a series we really struggled. Um, we were, gosh, I think we were six and a five and five and zero oh maybe against the Pirates going into that four game series, and we went one and three in that four game series. Um, mm. So we go from five and zero oh to six and three against the Pittsburgh Pirates, which. You know, I mean, for the season as a whole, six and three is not bad. But the fact that we went one and three in the last four is, is a bad deal. Um, yeah. But then we go to face Arizona, another struggling baseball team, and we do sweep them. Um, so we're what's that? We're four and four and three in our last seven games, and then we faced Colorado last night, first game of the series, and the Colorado Rockies. Beat us on a walk-off three-run home run, which is depressing. Yeah. Um, it was tied two to two. We had two outs in the bottom of the ninth. There were two strikes, and <laughs> the batter hit a home run on a two-strike, two-out pitch. Uh, so that sucks. Tough way to lose. But three and five over the last eight is is not horrible. Or I mean, sorry, four and five over the last nine. Um, which would be four and four over the last eight, I guess. But nonetheless, four wins in the past week, it's not too bad. Uh, you'll take it. Uh, it it's an improvement on what we've been seeing, and uh, we got to finish out this Colorado Rockies series with some wins so that way we can uh, get back above 500. We are 40 and 42 right now and sitting in third in the NL Central. So uh, not great. The Cincinnati Reds are right there with us. We're kind of like – I think we might even be tied now for – for fourth place, for third and fourth place. So, um, not not great. Cardinals definitely need to improve. The Brewers are in the middle of running away with the NL Central. I think they're like 15 games above 500. Yeah, so this is the time of the year where, you know, teams 
at least begin to separate themselves and start looking at ways just to be, become better teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certainly through the trade deadline, which is approaching pretty fast here. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the All-Star game and the All-Star break coming up here shortly. Absolutely. Um, because, it, you know, it did. Yeah, we do have a show on Tuesday, the day of the All-Star game, I think. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that in the, the – all the guys who made it, any snubs, uh, you know. But back to at least to keep going back to the Royals, uh, 12 games under 500, 2 and 8 in our last 10. And, uh, yeah, we're 13 games back of first place. And, um, yeah, man, days are looking kind of – yeah, <laughs> days are getting a little dark around here. Well, the season isn't over, um, but – you know, it's a long season. You, you're only halfway through. 13 games is a lot, but, you know, the wild card's still a thing, too. Maybe the Royals could turn it around. And the Cardinals, if I remember right, they're like eight or nine games behind the Brewers, so not not pretty um, for the Cardinals either. Uh, we'll see, but I think I think the Cardinals are like eight or nine games behind Milwaukee, so they got some ground to make up. But last thing on the Cardinals, they, there is some positivity in terms of guys coming back from the – Injured list, which Harrison Bader, our center fielder, is one of those um, pitchers. Uh, Jack Flaherty's starting to make some ground. It looks like he'll be back after the All Star break. Um, uh, I'm trying to think, there were some other guys. Paul DeYoung has recently returned from from the IL. So Cardinals got some guys coming back from the injured list, which is always a great sign. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt is getting hot with the bat. He hit a home run last night. So nonetheless. Uh, Cardinals have some guys returning. I think. I think we might see them flip a script here, uh, right before, the, right before the uh, All Star break, and they need to because they're heading to San Francisco after Milwaukee or after Colorado, and San Francisco is going to be tough. Yeah. Um, so before we get into dad jokes, TV was announced this morning that the Dallas Cowboys will be featured on HBO's Hard Knocks. Have you ever watched the Hard Knocks? And your thoughts on the Cowboys uh, joining Hard Knocks for the third time? I have not ever tuned into the Hard Knocks. Um, I've seen those, you know, some of those like short clips that people share on social media and stuff. And um, but I have not actually ever tuned into a Hard Knocks. But the Dallas Cowboys, and this is the third time you said, yeah, wow, um, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, Dak returning from injury, it'll be kind of cool, I guess, to watch him uh, prep for the season and, and stuff returning from from injury. Uh, I love C.D. Lamb, so it'd be, it would be cool to see C.D. Lamb on there, uh, him being a Sooner and all. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, this sounds interesting. I'm not a, like I said, I've never tuned into it, so I don't know. I can't promise that I even would this time. But uh, it sounds like an interesting team for it. it. Sounds like a good fit for this season. Yeah. So Hard Knocks is, in a nutshell, reality TV for NFL football. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's reality reality TV for training camp football. I've tuned in, I don't know, for the last five seasons. Um, the Chiefs have been on there the previous decade they were on there. Um, I would have loved to see the Chiefs on the, this season coming off that uh, Super Bowl beatdown that we got and with the new additions. So just to see the team jail and you get to see, you know, Patrick Mahomes on hard knocks, that would have been cool. But I figured I'd just ask that. Uh, because it is the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Yeah. Probably the, the richest, the, uh, the most valuable franchise in all of the land. So uh, now on to dad jokes. Dad's home. Uh, yeah, TV, dad's home. Dad's home. So, TV, you want to get it started or you want me to go? Uh, sure. I, I'll get it started. Why not? Um, right. So, when I was younger, Kelvin, my mom always told me, you know, Trey, you can be anybody that you want to be, you know, just anybody you set out to be. Well, Kelvin, it turns out identity theft is a crime. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Who you, who, who, I mean, who, whose identity do you steal? <laughs> no, I don't know. Let's see. Trey Young's. I stole Trey Young's. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to be the, the uh, NBA version of myself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got one. I think I got one that can top that one. You'll like this one. I okay. Think. You probably you probably heard this one before, but uh, I think it's just relevant to today. Okay. TV. How do fish get high? How do fish get high? How do fish get high? 
seaweed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I had definitely heard that one. I just forgot it. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> Today, yeah. Shikari, that one's for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That would definitely takes the what is it they say takes the takes the bread or something takes the it's the winner that one takes the takes it all that's definitely yeah. the winner I like that one. There you have it. I'm back in the win column. I lost count because I know I'm 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 kind of the Kansas City Royals of dad joke, so I know I'm 16 games behind. But you know <laughs> it's it's all about experience at this point. Uh, TV, <laughs> we're another Friday's episode in, man. Yeah, yeah. Take the cake. I don't know. Man, that's what I was trying to say. That one takes the cake. Mm, takes the cake. Not takes the bread. I don't know what was I thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and one, more, one more forget. You remember we said it was National Forget Day or whatever. Uh, that was yeah. one of the holidays. One more forgetful thing I do. One of the reasons my mom would know a lot about this, Kelvin, going to, she was a school teacher, right? So I rode to school with her every day when mm-hmm. I was growing up. Before I could drive, of course. And when I was a young child, like pre-K, you know, kindergarten, preschool age, I would forget my shoes on the way to school almost, like not not almost every day, but very often. And she would have to turn around and we'd have to go back home and get me shoes. TV, how do you forget your shoes? I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know. But this holiday was made for me, I'm telling you. Yeah, what that explains why you have such weak ankles. You never had the support <laughs> as a kid. Um, you know, for you, you know, you, TV, it all makes sense now. It's funny how this episode just came full circle, <laughs> right? With the seaweed and, and the and the I forget days, like wow, this is this may be one of the greatest Friday episodes we've ever had. Yep, yeah, I, I forget day needs to just be national trade, national trade day or something. Yeah, well, please don't forget that we do this show. Don't wake up and just forget that one day we, we don't host a podcast. Try not um, Yeah, so there you have it. Please listen, review, comment, subscribe, all of that good stuff. We'll be back Tuesday. Uh, as I said, prior to the All-Star Game, so we, uh, TV, we should probably crank out a, a, a baseball, an episode dedicated solely to baseball that day, but you guys will be uh, in attendance for that. So thank you guys for listening. We'll see you Tuesday. Yes, sir.